while I was gone, I did get to spend some time just focusing and praying on what God has for us. Are you guys okay with the now word tonight that God has laid on my heart? Um, good, because that's what I'm going to give you. Everybody say transition. I don't want to talk specifically about transition, even though that is what the Lord was speaking to me. I want to say this before I even jump into our subject tonight. Um, because the question came to my mind of this, and I've never preached on this before. It's a reason I knew that I was being led, felt like I was being led by the Holy Spirit for this particular service tonight. I even thought, Lord, that's great. I've already got my teaching done for Wednesday. Let me go there and I'll preach this on Sunday. And I kept feeling that stirring and that pulling even as early as this morning when I came into the office early and just began to sit and pray. Lord, I think this is a now word for this group of people at Christian Center Church because I want you to know, especially the Wednesday night crew, you guys really truly are the core of this church. You're the movers, the shakers, the leaders, the ones who step up and get things done. And I just want to say, leaving 2022, heading into 23, I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm looking out at people that teach children's church, people who greet, people who step up and, and make this church run. And the question that came to me is this, and we're going to look at it here in a minute. Uh, What popped in my mind was a sermon that I heard a long time ago by a man named Leonard Ravenhill. Is anybody familiar with Leonard Ravenhill? Probably one of the greatest. uh, Raise your hand because you really don't know who Leonard Ravenhill is. Okay, a, a handful of you, a couple of you. Leonard Ravenhill was a great revivalist and a great prayer warrior. And uh, for many years, he mentored a lot of the people that mentored me in Bible school, Dr. Michael Brown, Stephen Hill, and others that he personally mentored. So a lot of Leonard Ravenhill's preaching and spirit was instilled in these men who carried a great revival in the 90s into the early 2000s that we were very fortunate to be a part of. But one of the sermons that's most famous of his is he said, the sermon was, where are the Elijahs. And the whole sermon was about the power and presence of God that is supposed to rest upon the people of God. And one thing that encourages me about him saying, where are the Elijahs? Because in the book of James, it tells us that we are like Elijah in the way that he dealt with a lot of the natural things of life. Elijah got you know, disappointed. He got a little frightened. Jezebel ran, dealt with you know, down times and things like that. So the writer in James was trying to tell us that he was a lot like us, but yet he prayed powerful prayers. And my thought went directly to this, is the Elijahs that he was talking about in his generation, I believe that they stepped up and answered the call of God. In other words, his whole message that I listened to years ago was premised around If we quit answering the call of God, we are one generation from Christianity not being Christianity anymore. And the thought that came to my mind, because that generation stepped up and answered the call, and they were the prophets and pastors and evangelists and teachers, and they stepped into the place of ministry. But the thing about Elijah, he was pointed out in the Bible as a normal human being, But my question isn't to everybody here, including myself, are we normal? Because we all know that we are very normal. My question to myself as I prayed over the last week is, where's the power and the passion and the presence? So my question generated of this, okay, God, if that generation stepped up and became the Elijahs of their day, 
Where are the Elishas? Where are the Elishas? Because there was, there was another generation ready and willing and, and just waiting to take that mantle that Elijah carried. And they took up that mantle and the, the, the mantle was taken and there was a double portion anointing that was on Elisha. And I'm, I'm telling you, church, I say this a lot, but I'm just telling you, God is not so concerned about the, the turning of a year. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't mark his calendar the same way we do. However, we do mark the calendar. And when we turn to a new year, we all evaluate the previous year. And we look forward into the new year. And we say to ourselves, okay, what is it that I need to change to come back into alignment with who you want me to be, how you want me to be, the person of God that you want to continue to mold me into? And I really felt strongly from the Holy Spirit, he doesn't mark that calendar, but we get a chance to refocus at the beginning of a year on the things that are most important in life. And the things that are most important in life is serving God, being in his kingdom, and being people of the presence and power and prayer, just like Elijah was. So I began to, to, to think about this and kind of, kind of form a sermon around it. So look in 2 Kings chapter 2. And I'm going to talk about transition. I'm going to talk about how we get to the place where we can see the mantle come in a greater way. Because I want to tell you this, and I say this, I say this strongly yet cautiously. There is a fresh anointing for this church. There is. There's a fresh anointing that the Holy Spirit is pouring out and even going to pour out in a greater measure in the days and weeks and months ahead. But I want to also draw your attention to this. When, when we move in transition forward, just because we're moving through an open door doesn't mean we carry momentum into our relationship with God and our relationship with other people. In other words, when the, when the wind of the Holy Spirit blows or a wave of God comes, then we need to catch that wave and ride it all the way to where God wants us to be. And I believe that's the place that we're at. So look at 2 Kings chapter 2 tonight. This is, a, I believe, a now word for our church. Verse 9. When they had crossed, now let me give you a little backstory of the first verses. Elisha is traveling with Elijah, and he's going from place to place. And every place they stop, Elijah looks at Elisha and says, stay here, I'm going to move on. And Elisha says, I'm going to keep going with you. And that's a key to our story tonight, but that's where we pick up here. He says, when they had crossed, they crossed over the Jordan, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel... And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. Father, for these next few minutes, I pray that you... Help me deliver what is on my heart for this church as a now word as we leave 2022 and we head into 2023. 
Father, we want what you want. We desire a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We desire to walk in lockstep with your will in everything we say and everything we do, including right now in this moment. Help us tonight, Lord. And help, Father, raise up some Elishas tonight. God, help help by your Holy Spirit to touch hearts and stir up giftings and stir up anointing that is present here. Because, Lord, I am in the presence of greatness because these are your people who are called for such a time as this. So, Lord, we just are, are excited. We are looking forward to what miracles you'll do in this new year, what the anointing that you'll bring forth in people's lives. And God, we know that there will always be challenges, but we also know that you'll be faithful through them. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's what Leonard Ravenhill asked. He said, Where are, where's the Lord God of Elijah? And Leonard Ravenhill had this response. He said, we know where God is, but where are the Elijahs? And my question tonight is, where are the Elijahs? Shuz. And what I feel like God is speaking to us and saying to us is a call going out that not so much where is Elijah, but where are the Elishas? I was kind of lamenting this, and I actually got a phone call a couple weeks ago that encouraged my heart tremendously, and it was from somebody that was connected to this church on the mission field. I just began to talk to him, began to, to just share with him, and I felt the Holy Spirit move in on our conversation when we were both lamenting the fact that it seemed like there was an entire generation that seemed to be separated from God, and they're without purpose, and they're without God's leading and God's anointing on their lives. And when he said these words, it, I felt the Holy Spirit just jolt something in me of this, that even though it seems like that there is a generation that's being lost and that... There's not a generation that feels the call of God and the passion of God upon their lives. He said to me, and the Holy Spirit just said, that's the word. He said, there's a sovereign move of God coming on this next generation. It's going to be sovereign, and they're going to be raised up, and they're not in the spirit of Elijah, because we often want God to do the same thing he did before. And one of my main points tonight is if we're always looking for God to do the same thing he did before with the same people he did before, we could completely miss what God is doing. Because God is a God who is moving forward. He's already moved forward into 2023. The question that we have to ask ourselves, are we going to continue to move forward with him? Because I'm not interested in having another Azusa Street or another Brownsville. I want to see what God is doing and pouring out in the day that we're living in. And when you live that way, when you have that in your heart, then you're not looking back any longer and you're transitioning like Elisha did into a fresh anointing that Elijah carried. And I wonder how many mantles are just kind of laying around out there that are just ready for a good hearty yes to God. And listen to me, I'm not talking about the next generation as far as youth. I'm talking about the next generation when it comes to God's power and presence and glory, church. Because if there's one thing that we need in the church, we need His presence. We need to see the miracles of God. We need to see the moving of God. We need to see that. And God has a promise for us in this. The first thing that you see in this, I do, is that you have to understand transition. Everybody say transition again. This story, you may read it and think, oh, that's a good part of the Bible. Elisha got a double portion of the anointing that Elijah carried. It's a beautiful, awesome story. But I think what you see here first, if you don't notice, is there is a transition 
from one generation down to the next. And as we leave 2022 and we head into 2023, we could all use a good transition moment. And we are in a season of transition in this church. Here's what I want to promise you. This church will always be in some kind of transition. You say, ah, it doesn't sound good to me. It doesn't sound good to me either. I'll be honest with you. The reason it doesn't sound good to me is because when you stop transitioning, you stop moving. And if you stop moving, you're going to die where you are instead of moving on into what God has for you. So I want to be a pastor that doesn't put things on autopilot. Amen? That's, that, that is a, a temptation for any pastor or any Christian, anybody, is to try to live on what happened back here. But I want came to tell you tonight, God has a new transition for you. He has a new experience for you. He has a new place of glory for you. And I don't want to look at the past. I want to look forward to the future. And as we're leaving one year and moving into the next, it's the traditional time that we all write down goals and do you, do you realize, I was, this isn't in my notes, but I did see it today. They call January 13 Quitter's Day. It's Quitter's Day because that is historically the day that we've already broken all of our New Year's resolutions. I'm not a big New Year's resolution person. I am a Word of God person. And even though we turn the calendar, it is a great time, and that's why I chose tonight just to release this, of refocusing and looking unto Jesus and looking at what he has in this new year. Because as we see with Elijah to Elisha, they were in a transition moment. So they were leaving one place and entering into another. They were leaving one season and they were entering into another season. Hebrews 4 tells us that the... um, that this place isn't just a geographical place, spiritually speaking. God always has a land of fresh provision and fresh promise and fresh anointing for each and every one of you. And I love this because when he, when he comes along and he's walking with Elijah, it would be easy to read that story and kind of look at it and say, okay, God, he's walking with him, he's, he's sticking with him, he's, he's moving forward. And when Elijah is finally taken up, I've always loved this, but it really has struck me for a word for us for the new year. He didn't say, where's Elijah? He said, where's the God of Elijah? Because in your transition that you may be going through into something new, I want to assure you that you're not doing this by yourself. God is with you. God is surrounding you. God is leading you and God is guiding you into the new year. I noticed this when I read it because in, if you read the rest of the chapter, there's 50 prophets of the school of the prophets that's kind of been tagging along. And they are present at a distance when all this goes down. And they're kind of sitting there looking up into the sky like, wow, did this just really happen? And they're, they're looking at the sky. And they even came to the conclusion at the end of the story, well, Elijah's just been transported somewhere else. He's probably up on a mountain or down in a valley. Let us go try to find him. And my point is this. The key to transitioning in this new year, don't look for God to move how he moved in the past. That had to be what they were doing. Oh, God did this, so he must going to do the same thing again. Tap into the transition of the new thing God wants to do in your life. Tap into it. It's important that we embrace transition in our lives because God wants to do a new thing. Everybody say new thing. 
Transition does not happen automatically. We have to make a decision. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 16.9. He says, because a great door for effective work has opened to me, but there are many who oppose it. You want to know how I know that God's bringing me to a transition? It's not the lack of opposition. It's the presence of opposition. When you're transitioning into where God has for you and you're walking through difficulties and you're walking through opposition, you're walking through things coming against you, I want to tell you tonight that that is... See, when I begin to just sense and feel God is bringing me to a new place or opening a new door for me, when I begin to feel that in here, I can almost see it with my spirit's eyes. I can almost see it ahead of me. God is opening an effectual door of ministry. God is opening an effectual door of a new place for me, a new level of anointing. And I see it in my spirit's eye, but then in the natural, I'm seeing all kinds of opposition. And, you know, that used to kind of frighten me because I thought, God, if you've opened this door, then I should just be able to run right through it and nothing else be going on around me. It's exactly the opposite. I begin to see and say, if if God opens a door, we transition and we make a decision to walk through it. Don't fear the opposition of the enemy that begins to come against you. It actually means you are going in the right direction. If you have no opposition in your life, you may be heading in the wrong way. Amen? Amen? So open door means opposition. Open door means opposition. So point number one tonight is just because the door opens does not mean we automatically walk through it. One year has ended, but let me ask you this. What is going to be different about the year you're heading into? I'm excited for the new year. Anybody else? I stayed up on New Year's Eve just to make, two, just make sure 2022 <laughs> left. And y'all, if you know anything about college football, two minutes into the new year, my football team lost on a last-second field goal. And I did. I turned around, and I walked out of where I was, and I said, Lord, this isn't starting very good. This, this, let's back up. This can't be right. So my question is, what is going to be different about this new year? Notice this. Elisha could have built an altar where God just moved. And picked up Elijah with a chariot. He could have mourned what was lost in a great man like Elijah being taken. But here's the key, and it's a key for us in 2023. When the good thing from the past that God used to bless you is no longer a part of the future he has for you, the best thing we can do is leave that thing. Listen, he could have stayed there. And and many times in the Bible when something supernatural and just, I mean, think about that. a, A chariot of fire came down and took Elijah. You guys all realize Elijah never died. He still to this day has not died. It tells me he's probably one of the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. This was a miraculous, supernatural thing. And the natural thing that we want to do when God does a supernatural, miraculous thing in our lives, and it's not wrong to stop and worship God in it, but we need to understand that that didn't happen so that Elisha would build an altar there. It happened to show who the God of Elijah was. And the same God that was with Elijah is with Elisha. Because he's still here. And see, God still had a plan and a purpose and things for him to do in the kingdom. So the good thing from your past that God used to bless you is no longer invited into your future. Some of the best thing that God did for you in 2022 is show relationships that don't belong in your future. Quit giving them CPR. 
one of the best things God did for you in 2022 is maybe even reveal some sources of pride and things in your life that you recognize that he's trying to work out of you. Leave them in 2022. When Elisha is here and this supernatural thing happened, we all have the tendency to camp where God moved. When God is saying, I've got something more for you in the future. And it's not in your past. It is in the what is focused on ahead. There's a crazy story in the Bible. I've shared it a long time ago. There's a crazy story in the Bible to where the people of God were living because of famine, because they didn't have anything to eat. They were living on on dove's dung. They were literally cooking dove's dung to eat. Dove's dung is where a dove used to be, church. God is a God of transition and movement. So we don't want to camp where he was. We want to find out where he is and where he's going. In church, when we do that, we begin to operate in a double portion anointing. Amen? Sometimes the best thing you can do is recognize something has died. And leave it in the past. I have to do this every time I go on a trip. When I come home, I have to look in the fridge. Come on, somebody, especially around Christmas time. And I'm like, there's something in there that doesn't belong. Some of y'all need to do that on 2022. There was something there that doesn't belong, and it needs to be left and done away with. And that's the best thing that I can tell you. Elisha didn't camp where God moved. He knew that God had a purpose for him. So he had a transition that he needed to. See, your heart can be so connected to the past that your feet can be kept from walking in the promise of now. You hear me? Your hearts can be so connected in the past that your feet can be hindered from walking in the promise of now. So transition, everybody say transition. Or better yet, move when God says move. Go through that open door when God says go through that open door. And I'm telling you, at the beginning of 2023... There is an effectual door of ministry for this church to reach this community like never before. And I'll tell you why. Let you in on a little secret. Jesus is coming back soon, y'all. He is. He absolutely is. I don't know if it's a year, if it's 10, if it's 50. Anybody that tells you they know, get away from them. If Jesus himself said the angels in heaven don't know, then you don't either. So quit acting like you do. But I do know that he is going to come and rescue his bride. Point number two, he says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? You have to refocus on what is in front of you. And you have to remind yourself tonight, you will travel down some roads that are familiar. See, what I saw on this, track with me, Elijah walks down this road with Elijah Doesn't even know when he's going to be taken. Doesn't know what's going to happen ahead of him. But he's with Elijah and he's walking down that road. Here's the thing I noticed. Is when all this happened and he takes up that that mantle and places it and picks it up. And he he goes back the same way that he came before. And I ask myself a simple question. What was the difference in the road he had traveled down between the road he went back down? You see... There's nothing, when I say move forward, there's nothing wrong with necessarily traveling down the same road. It's a different person traveling down the same road. Are you tracking with me? 
what had happened, he now has a double portion anointing upon his life. So my encouragement to this church and encouragement to us is if, if we're going to say, where are the Elijahs? We have to be people like Elijah. What was Elijah? He's somebody who prayed and the heavens were shut up from rain. He's somebody that sought God and was with God all the time. We need to become a people. You say, what's going to get me there, Pastor? What is going to... It's the simple disciplines of the faith that is going to grow the anointing on your life in the new year. I'm, I'm not, I didn't come tonight to tell you about something new because there was nothing new for Elisha. It was the same road. The difference was what God had allowed him to see and what God had done on the anointing on his life. Because you, you may say, well, I've been here before. I'm X amount of years old and I've transitioned from one year to the next many, many, many times. My question for you is, did you transition with a fresh anointing? Did you transition with something new and a new fire in your heart? Because you may say, I've been here before. But here's the thing. You probably maybe have been barely hanging on the last three years. That is not God's will for your life. God wants you strong. God wants you fired up and he wants you ready. Who else is ready for some new victory in 2023? I am, church. I'm not just saying this because it's a new year and I'm trying to get you excited. I'm telling you, we're going to see a victory. Because the battle is the Lord's. Elijah left there with a fresh anointing. If you're wondering what God is going to do in this new year, just look back at what he's already done. Amen? Has God been faithful to anybody? He's going to be faithful in 23. Has God come through for anybody in this church? Then he's going to be coming through for you in 2020. It was the same road, but a different Elisha. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you 23 is going to be the same as 22. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't say to yourself, well, I guess I went through all this. I'm just going to keep repeating the same cycle. There has to be a breakout anointing that happens in your life like it did in Elisha's that says, hey, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you hold the key to your breakthrough. Yes. Nobody else. Not your pastor. Not the person sitting on the row with you right now tonight. You hold that key. Number three is this. This is incredibly important. Winning the private battle to match the public promotion. You have to win the private battle to match the public promotion. What we see here is Elisha in front of the school of prophets that witnessed this whole thing. Because you see later on in the story, they recognize what just happened. Because once he picks up the mantle... He says, I'm sure he said, is it the mantle? Is it the cloak he wore? Is it this? Is it that? And I love what he said. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He touches the mantle down. They're witnessing the same, the same parting of the water of the Jordan. It, it was always the Jordan, wasn't it? There's a lot of significance to that that I'm not going to go into. It's always the Jordan River. He crosses over on one side. He goes back the same way and crosses with the same miracles before. But here's the thing. Here's the key that I see. And this is so important. If you want to be a very content, happy Christian in your life, this is something I've learned the hard way throughout my life, make sure that your public persona matches your personal integrity. Because you could see great things happen in 2023, but they don't bring joy to your heart. Say you get a bigger house, but you know you cheated on something to do it. It doesn't come with joy. It doesn't. Say, say something good happens and, and you're, you get the promotion, but you had to undercut this dude over here to get it. 
It doesn't come with joy. So in transitioning and crossing over, one of the things that I tell myself regularly... Well, you didn't get that because I wasn't talking to you. Should have been a male voice. You guys have been like, Lord, is, is, that, that, is that you? Speak. The most important element that I see in this story that I want to encourage you with. Because when I talk about your personal matching up with the public... The thing that I saw in this story that I love about Elisha, and I think this is the key to victory in 2023, it's, it's of course, rededicating yourself to become and be a person of prayer. If you want to get closer to God, come on Monday night. You hear me? And I know it's not practical and always, always doable by everybody, especially with our young families. We have a young family, and there's a lot that goes on. But use opportunities, and my goal this coming year is to give you more opportunities just to be in the presence of God, to have services. As a matter of fact, we're going to do two weeks of fasting coming up, and I'll give you the date Sunday. And at the end of that, on a Sunday night, we're just going to have a good old-fashioned Holy Ghost blowout service and just come at the end of that fast, and we're just going to seek God because this is how we're going to enter into the new year because I've learned something about the Lord. Very important because I see it in Elisha's life. Every chance that he got, Elijah was like, stay here. I'm going to go up to Bethel. I'm going with you. Goes up to Bethel. Stay here. Going up to this other place. I'm going with you. I don't know the dynamic of why Elijah. I think Elijah is like, dude, I want to be alone. (laughs) I just, just, man, I need some alone time, brother. And after a week with my family in Ohio, I'm like, I just need some alone time, y'all. There's nothing relaxing about being with my kids for six days. I'm saying too much, Lord. I'm sorry. Am I lying, Leah? Am I lying? But I see a principle there that will serve us well in 2023. Just don't leave him. It's simple, but it's true. If he says he'll never leave us nor forsake us, that part's taken care of. He, he's not telling you to stay here. He's saying keep walking forward with me because that chariot anointing double portion moment could be right around the corner. And if Elisha just would have said, you know what, I will just park right here. He would have missed everything that God wanted to do. I don't want to miss what God's doing in 2023. Amen. I don't. And I have the assurance of the Holy Spirit that we won't as long as we keep our lives correct before him as long as we continue to be it's not that we need to be it's we already are and we need to refocus on the important things the disciplines of the faith of getting into our word Uh, leah's got a facebook group for our ladies group and going to walk through the bible this year we've got some men's things coming up we're going to lord willing endeavor to do a, a small men's conference and bring in a speaker here in the spring and Things that just give you the opportunity to grow closer to God. But it's going to be your decision. Because when God opens a door, we just automatically think God's going to wheelchair us through it. And he's not. You've got to get up and you have to move towards what God is doing in any given season in your life. Most important element is this. To remain faithful to God. Remain faithful to your family. Remain faithful to your relationships that you grow here at this church and the relationships with one another. 
One thing that I have an appreciation of like never before, leaving 22 and into 23, especially the last three years, of going through a, a several months of standing up here completely by myself, I appreciate you a lot more than I ever have in my entire life. Because I understand that we can do a whole lot more together as the body than we can separated. That's the truth. And that just, that just requires remaining faithful. Stay with God. Continue to walk with Him. So don't fret about what's ahead. Can you concern yourself with who you are on the inside, and the outside will take care of itself. Right? When our deeper inner life, the place only you and God know about, and I'm talking about the real you tonight, when, when you identify areas that are not congruent with God's word and what he wants, then you're not going to live a joyful 2023. You're going to live a miserable 2023. Here's the journey. If you can close that gap between who you are privately and who you are publicly, the closer that gap is, the happier you are. So I want to end with this tonight. I mean, we still believe in holiness and integrity and honor, right? We, everybody, we still believe in those things? Amen. Amen. My pastor, I got to just talk for a few minutes, but I talked to him long enough to talk Ohio State football first. And then we moved into what's on his heart. And he's an old school evangelist, and he said, he said, Jason, our preaching isn't producing the disciples that we thought it would. And so he's going old school. He's going old school. And I think it's important for the church to get back to the roots of God's word and what he says about things and not let our culture influence so much of, of, of what we preach and teach. Amen? So, number one, I thought of Joshua heading into the promised land. God said, be strong and courageous. And I want to leave you with this. Everybody say, be strong. Be strong. Remove anything you're only four days into 2023, but I want to encourage you this. Remove anything that would affect your strength going into this new year. You say, in a practical way, what does that mean? If Facebook throws you for a loop, then get off of Facebook. If, listen to me. If, if, if your text messages that you receive throw you for a loop, you don't have to answer every text. Come on, somebody. I've learned something very important here in the last six months of, the, of this last year is I don't have to prove myself right to be right. Everybody hearing what your pastor's saying? I've learned that. You don't. There's some things that have stolen your joy in 2022 that like Elisha when he crossed back over the Jordan, that whole thing that happened was behind him. He was moving forward into what God wanted. So if you're going to be strong in 2023, there are some things that you're just going to have to let go of. Amen? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So remove anything that hinders your joy. Is that simple? Amen. I get a little alert on my phone, and it always comes up on Sunday morning, and it tells me how much time I spent on my phone the previous week. I'm like, Lord, this is perfect timing. I'm getting ready to preach, getting ready to teach your word, and this is convicting that I spent that much time. Some of you just need to lay your phones aside. Because if you're spending more time on social media than you are in the Word, then your priorities are messed up. So remove those things that are joy stealers. Number two, be courageous. Let me ask you this. What bold steps of faith is the Holy Spirit going to call you into in 2023? Bold steps. Where where is He going to challenge you and say, hey, I'm going to call you out of the boat. I'm going to call you to leave your comfort zone. 
Number three, be careful. Everybody say, be careful. What I mean by that is live right. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I'm not talking legalism and religion tonight. But you're not going to get to where God has for you by accident. You're going to have to recognize those God moments where he's calling you, whether inwardly of something he's challenging you with, like he has me, to change. Or if he's calling you to take a bold step of faith and be courageous and step out where he's wanting you to. It may even be a ministry or something that God has, has put on your heart and challenged you. And let me tell you, when, when you step out in faith and when you're bold and you're courageous and you're careful in examining your life, there will be nothing that stops you in 2023. There will be nothing that stops this church from moving forward into what God wants in 2023. Because I've said this before and I'll say it again. Even though we see the world growing much darker around us, and how many know that that is the case, we as the church have a beautiful opportunity to rise up and let our light shine and to be the beautiful representation of who God is and who he is in our community. And that's only going to be better and better throughout 2023. For sure, there will be many challenges. For sure, there will be many disappointments and difficulties. But if we can keep our eyes focused on God moving and stick with him and say, simply like Elisha did, I'm not leaving. 90% of your success this coming year is just not giving up. Right? Stand with me tonight. Let's pray. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, God, like you said to me, where are the Elishas? God, where are those who will just keep on walking forward with you, knowing, knowing in our hearts that there is that, that divine encounter, God? There is that place of the Holy Spirit where we receive that double portion anointing. We receive that grace and strength. Father, first off tonight, and I join with my brothers and sisters Father, let our private self line up with our public self. Let us be those who are of our word and of your word. So, Lord, we open our hearts to say, God, if there be anything in us, search us and know us. Clean us from the inside out. We want to go into 2023 with a fresh passion and a fresh heart. But, Lord, we also know that that comes with repentance before you, of turning away from those things that displease you, and laying hold of those things that do please you, God. So, Father, we we always invite that in this church and for myself, but for everybody that's here, we lay ourselves out before you. And, God, we just want to say tonight that you have a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We believe that you're going to supernaturally raise up a generation with a sovereign move of God that will literally astound us. We were born for such a time as this. You've brought us into the kingdom. And, Lord, even though we know there's toils and snares and troubles that abound at times, we keep our eyes upon you. We look into this new year and we say, God, bless each family, bless each person, and, Father, bless Christian Center Church that we may see souls, one, filled with the Spirit of God, on fire and passionate for you, Because, God, we know like Elijah, he was of the same passions of us and of the same frailties of us, but yet he walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So we invite the power of Holy Spirit into each life fresh and anew in 2023 and each family and certainly, God, into this church. Because, God, the best is yet to come because you are already there. And we are looking forward to stepping back, much like, Lord, those, the school of the prophets and just said, wow, look at what God has done. We're looking for those moments. Father, I speak that this church will be strong courageous and careful in walking with you and lord we just say tonight we're still here you're still with us and we're going to be like elijah and we're going to just stick with you and keep moving forward even though father maybe we can't see it with our natural eyes we believe it in our hearts that god the best is yet to come father thank you for 2022 and the lessons that it brought us but father god We thank you for the glory that will come into this house in the coming year, and it will change hearts, break chains, and set the captives free, Lord. We love and praise and glorify your name tonight, and thank you that there are Elishas right here under the sound of my voice, and we believe that there will be a mantle come upon them that is a double portion anointing, that they will see the greater things that you have promised in your word, because, Lord God, You said that greater things we will do because we now have the Holy Spirit in us, around us, and present. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. We'll see you Sunday, if not before.